I think singing was definitely a, uh, a godsend for sure. And I think it's just a huge blessing that I have for me to be able to do what I do. Missouri Musicians, then and now. Ruby Lee, good evening, young lady. Hello. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you. You are a very unique individual. 15 years old, is that correct? That is correct. You are wise beyond your years. You conduct yourself like a very mature person. Thank you. I've seen a lot of videos, you know, you're very active on social media. And I just, I would never believe that you're a teenager, you know, so you're killing it. You got 5.8K followers on Facebook. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. And uh, by the way, this is just back to the other question. I've been I've been told that I'm uh, pretty mature by a lot of people uh, because I always grew up around um, older people and uh, especially a lot of uh, really experienced musicians like Mickey Gilly and people like that. And I've had a lot of advice. Uh, so I've been told that I'm pretty wise dumb here. That's awesome. You know, you almost have to be to to be doing what you're doing and playing gigs and, and booking and, and marketing and social media and stuff. It's really hard out there. It's hard to differentiate yourself from other artists and it's hard to get engagement and followers and reactions and you're just hitting a home run. So congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Ruby Lee official.com. So tell me a little bit about the website. about me uh i have a little electronic press kit there that uh tells people about who i am and what all i've done um i have some videos on there um it's it's not the greatest website but we are working on a, a really putting it together um it does need to be updated because there's a lot of new things um but it's just something that people can go see to kind of just find out more about me that not really on my social media. So it's kind of just like my life story, I guess, on my website. It's something that I can't really post all over my Facebook. And it's- I really enjoyed it. I spent quite a bit of time on it. I do have a couple questions, though, when it comes to like a, a bio and stuff. On your website, it said multi-award winning. You know, pat yourself on the back here. What kind of awards have you won? Okay, uh, so... Um, I've, I've won a lot of uh, different awards. Um, I did the uh, Loretta Lynn, So You Think You Can Sing um, competition. I I won that. I won the uh, Dolly Parton Soul Mountain Vocal Competition. Um, I won the American Kids uh, National Competition. Um, and I also won a, um, a world title against 64 other countries. Uh, world championships of performing arts um, in my age division, which was nine through sixteen. Um, I won a gold in a gold medal in country, a gold in gospel, and a silver in pop. And then um, against all over all age divisions, against all sixty-four countries, um, I actually brought back the uh, world title back to the United States that another country was holding for about five years. Um, at 11, which made me the youngest world champion ever to do that. Uh, so that's one that I'm really proud of. 
but there's there's a lot of other ones, um, but those are pretty much the main ones right there. That's unbelievable. Like, do you, do you understand like the magnitude of everything that you just said? <laughs> um, you know, I, I totally, I totally uh, do understand it, and I, I really feel um, very honored to be able to do what I do because this is this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, and uh, honestly, I feel like this is what I was born to do. Honestly, I would totally agree with that. Like, with just the little bit of research I've done and stuff. I mean, um, I'll get into that a little bit more here in a little bit, but you know, 15 years old, like when I was 15 years old, I was like sitting on my bedroom floor, sorting out my trading cards. You know, it, it's just wild. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> also Nashville recording artist. I stumbled across that. Tell me about that. So I recorded a CD in Nashville. Um, I also recorded an original song in Nashville as well at um, Hope Pop Studios, uh, which is a pretty, pretty big and cool place. So um, I recorded an original song and I recorded uh, several sessions. Um, but uh, that's pretty much it for that. Um, but it, it was pretty awesome to be able to do that. That's a a big claim, you know, to be a Nashville recording artist. Like that definitely raises eyebrows. So I bet that was an amazing experience. It was, yes. Yeah. So you actually answered one of my other questions. I was going to ask you if you did any originals and if you only play acoustic or if you play in a band like on the side or or do you do any other projects? You know, um I try to branch out as much as I can. Um I'm totally welcoming to do new things but um i've played with many bands um and several different people um yeah but i I try to do as much as i can with what i have but it's usually when it's me um i i play several different instruments so i try to learn as much as i can so i i play a lot of stuff but um Mainly guitar is my main focus. Uh, Guitar is probably the one I'm the best at. (laughs) What are the other instruments you play? Okay. Uh, Now, some of these I just dabble in, so don't expect me to be, like, fantastic at (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I play piano. Um, That's probably my my second best. Ukulele, uh, mandolin, harmonica, what else? Dulcimer. I play banjo a little bit. Um... There's, there's a, quite a few different ones, but uh, I'm not fantastic at all of them. <laughs> so how did you end up dabbling in some of those? Like, Because if, if you do the guitar and you're already really, really good at it, you almost don't need anything else. Like, Is it just for fun, or are you kind of adding to some of your music? After I got my first guitar, that was sent to me by George Brown. Um, not sure if you know who that is, but... Um, he owns uh, Groom Guitars out of Nashville. And, you know, it, my first guitar was uh, a huge surprise uh, to me. And there's actually a video on my Facebook of me opening it. But at that point, I was only singing a cappella when he saw me. I never picked up anything. So he sent me my very first guitar, and I tried to learn on that. And ever since I got that, um, I've tried a lot of different instruments, and there's a lot of 
wonderful people that uh, send me instruments. So a lot of my instruments are gifts, and um, pretty much most of all of them are endorsements. Um, I've actually never bought a guitar in my life. Wow. Um, and I have I have 26 guitars at home right now, and I've never bought one of them. So ever since I got my first guitar from George, it's been amazing, and uh, it was a Martin guitar, uh, for first guitar too, which is awesome. Whoa, top of the um, line. And now Oh, yeah, and now it's full circle because I'm endorsed by Martin now, and um, it's just it's this really cool um, cycle, but I've, I've picked up a lot of endorsements since then, uh, so it's, it's been really good. So, over 70 songs, I'm sure that list has grown. You have over 70 songs memorized that you can play out? Oh, no, that's grown a lot. Um, actually, I know over 200 songs now. Uh, that are all memorized, probably even more. Um, we haven't really checked in a while, but um, 200 as of last year, but I've learned quite a few more songs. So I'd probably say two and a half, probably at this point. Um, yeah, but definitely not 70 anymore. And your website tells me no paper notes or digital instruments. So it's just you Nothing. and your noggin up there, right? That is true. Yep, it's just me. Um, I usually have a set list, um, but it's it's just just me and my guitar. Um, I don't really mess with anything, and I've been doing that ever since I started. The guy I used to play with, he used to have a chip clip taped to the mic stand where he would hang written <laughs> lyrics sometimes. <laughs> Shout out to you, Robert Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never done that. Um, I've just tried to, to learn everything, uh, memorize everything that I've done. That's so cool. You know, even a band like Metallica has to relearn some of their songs over time. And of course they've been doing it for 30 years and have written so many songs, but, um, to, you know, memorize over 200 songs, you know, and I'm sure that really adds to your performance as well, because you're not going out and playing the same stuff everywhere you go. And I know you play a lot of places regularly, so you're able to give them a different show every time. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because I know there's a, there's a lot of people out there that see the same show every week. And I, I kind of want it to be diverse. I also take requests. I love to take requests. So if people have something they like to hear, it could be a song that I haven't played in years. And also, like you said about Metallica, there's times where I have to rehash some stuff. It's like, whoo, I haven't played this in a long time. But usually once I get like the first line of a song, I usually have the rest of the song memorized. It's really weird how my brain works. It's like I can't remember what I ate yesterday, but I can remember this song I haven't done in three years. <laughs> Speaking like a true musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did you learn to sing and play the guitar? You were telling me about your first guitar. Was that the guitar that has your name on the fretboard? Uh, no, that was not my first guitar. Okay. My first guitar was a, a Baby Martin. I still have it, actually. I would never give that thing away. And it turned into a autographed guitar that I have. Um, a lot of my favorite musicians that I've looked up to for a long time. Uh, I get them to sign it and uh, play it. So it's something, something really cool um, that I've done with that. What kind of signatures do you have on the Baby Martin? So 
So actually, uh, most of all the signatures that are on there are people that I've actually played with and sang with. But there's some that I haven't sang with as well. Like, I just saw uh, Peter Frampton uh, last month, and uh, he signed my guitar for me. There's there's quite a few people here. Um, so I'm, I'm going to name a few. Sure. Uh, so there's Vince Gill, uh, Lori Morgan, Pam Tillis, Mel Tillis Jr., uh, Mickey Gilly, Johnny Lee, Brian White, Rhonda Vincent, Tony Jackson, Clint Wack, Tracy Lawrence, Barbara Fairchild, uh, Leona Williams, uh, Billy Strings, uh, Tyler Childers, um, and there's quite a few. Oh, and uh, <laughs> this one's actually kind of funny. Um, Adam Wainwright, actually, at the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, now, a lot of people don't know this, but he actually is a musician himself. Uh, and he was actually one of the first people I ever sang for. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, yeah. He's he's also extremely nice. Actually, I got most of all the St. Louis Cardinals that signed my guitar as well. And I actually sang a cappella for him. This was before I even got my first guitar. He did a, uh open uh, karaoke competition. And I got third place in that, singing a cappella through the whole thing. And um, it was actually really cool. It was actually one of the only times that I uh, ever sang in front of people in uh, in the seed. I actually my first singing competition as well. So um, it was uh, really cool. But uh, it was the only one that I've ever sang a cappella to uh, get through. Well, that definitely would be an indicator that you're born to do this is when you're that young and, and you're in that situation and you know, you, you finish so well, you're practically a winner, you know? Yeah. You know, I felt like a winner for sure. I was like, long home, like that's really cool. And then, uh, to have a, uh, a friendship with him through the years, uh, like there's times that we still talk to him. Um, so it's, it's very cool to be able to, you know, have his phone number and be able to, to talk to him and chat with him. So, Ruby, I have a story for you. It's really neat. Okay. So check this out. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but there's a vocal coach online. His name is Ken Tamplin. Okay, yeah. And one day I was just watching some of his videos. Like, I'm not really a singer and I don't play music much anymore, but I still enjoy watching his videos. And one of his students did Lay It on the Line by... Triumph, is that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't want to get that wrong. And (laughs) after that video, you know how YouTube goes. It was suggesting other videos. And I saw a video and it said, I think it's it was titled like 13-year-old sings Lay It on the Line. And I clicked on it and I was blown away. I was like, holy cow. And I listened to the whole thing. And which I don't, I don't know, you know how YouTube is like, you don't always catch every second of the videos while you're browsing around, but it turned out to be you. (laughs) Oh, wow. Thank you. It was you. Like I hadn't researched you or thought about talking to you or anything. And I stumbled across that video while YouTubing and it was you playing lay it on the line live and like my jaw was on the floor. I was like, holy cow. So then when I found out that you are the one that I was going to be talking to and you were the one in the video, I was just so excited to tell you that. 
No, um, actually, Triumph is a Canadian band, and I found them just browsing through YouTube because my family is not really classic rock or like metal or anything like that. So, like, most of my entire family is classic country, and my sister listens to rap. Um, <laughs> so it's pretty diverse. But yeah, Triumph is is awesome, and I actually have a a had a little story about uh, Rick Emmett. So I'm gonna try to keep this short. So I posted a video, that video of me singing that. Uh, this was before it was on YouTube. I posted it on Facebook, and on my website, you probably saw this, but you can contact me. You can put in your email and like send me a message. So we were just thinking that we weren't getting any messages until someone was like, hey, I sent you a message on your website and you still haven't responded. I was like, that's weird. We, we definitely would have responded because we, we check our stuff every day. So we found out it was a broken link and it was going to an old email. And we were going through and then we finally got into that email and then there were years of messages like so many years and we're like oh we gotta get through all these <laughs> and i felt so bad i'm like all oh, these all these messages and um it was actually this was actually i find it kind of funny but um the very last message was two months before i saw it so i was like i was watching it and it was two months before i finally saw it so it was the most recent message on there and I opened it up, and it said, hi, my name is blah, 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 blah. I'm Rick Emick's publicist and booking agent, and I would love to send a video of you singing that to him. Um, but I couldn't find it on YouTube, so if you could, please send me a YouTube link of you singing that song uh, in that video. So we were just like, I was heartbroken. I was like, man. And then what made it even worse is we finally posted on YouTube, and we were going to send it to her. But her email was um, gone. No. So we couldn't send it to her. I know. And I was so upset. I was like, dang it. <laughs> what? So nothing ever came of it? No. Oh. Well, I shouldn't say nothing ever came of it. But yeah, you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. Yeah. You know, I was, I was only heartbroken for a couple months. And then a I was couple like, right. months. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Jordan. I just wanted to invite you to check us out on Facebook. Like, follow, drop me a message. Let me know if there's someone you'd like to come on the show. Tell me what your favorite podcast episode was. Give me some feedback, tips, tricks, positive stuff, negative stuff. If you have a question you'd like me to ask our guest, let me know on Facebook. I just want to hear from you, so let's talk. I hope to talk to you soon. How do you juggle the normal teenage stuff with being such a successful musician? So, honestly, I, I don't, really. Like, a lot of the normal teenage stuff is uh, which I'm home for, so it makes it a lot easier so I can travel and do my school for, like, weeks at a time and get ahead. Um, but I, I do give up a lot of things. Like, I don't go out with my friends and go to malls and all that stuff. I, it's usually just me at home uh, working on my music. So, um, and that aspect, I don't really juggle a whole lot of things. It's usually just school and I play music. <laughs> so, uh, it's usually just that. 
Do you think that not having a lot of other things going on besides those two things has contributed to your success? Because I've talked to a lot of people about this and the fact that, you know, people can have too many irons in the fire and then they do many things pretty well, but they don't do one thing very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is just what I was, this is what I, I honestly dream of doing for the rest of my life. So I do think that it has uh, helped out quite a bit uh, for me to be where I'm at, because I think if I, if I did go out with my friends all the time, that I wouldn't work that hard for my music to be able to do the things I do. And, you know, I would give up a lot of opportunities for me to be focused uh, by going out and doing things. So, um, I like to, to stay focused on where I want to be. And, um, I like to picture myself in those places and, um, hopefully they will happen. Tell me about big dog music promotions. Okay. So they are wonderful. Uh, we love them. Uh, they're great. They've helped me out tons. And, uh, we've only just started working with them last year. It hasn't even been a year. Um, yet but you know they're they're awesome and uh, they've helped me get uh, a lot of really cool shows i'm actually doing a tour this year so i get to travel to a bunch of uh different states and i think i'm going to about eight or nine states this year already wow. uh playing playing at least three or four shows in each of those and they've got me uh a couple really really big shows that uh, we haven't talked about yet, but they're really exciting and uh, I can't wait to post about them pretty soon, uh, but we can't post right now. <laughs> so did, um, did you I find them or did they find you? Um, you know, I think, um, I think they found us, um, you know, it was kind of a mutual <laughs> thing. Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm going to have about, uh, 200 shows this year, probably more than that, um, give or take. We'll be pretty close to 200 or if not over it. That's like one show for every song you have memorized. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. I saw your Johnny Cash painting on Facebook. (laughs) Thank you. How often do you paint and what are some other paintings? Like, do you have pictures posted of some of them? Uh, it took about 30 minutes to do that. And I'm no <laughs> not, way. Not really, I'm not really proud of that one. <laughs> I thought it was different. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I like to paint, but my problem is I'm, I'm very impatient. So whenever I'm painting, I'm like, Oh, this is taking too long. I gotta hurry up. I try to paint as much as I can, or usually paint whenever I want to. Honestly, it's just kind of when I feel like I want to paint something. I actually haven't painted in a while. When I painted that Johnny Cash picture, it was like it was like the first time in a minute that I painted something. Up. But um, I usually don't post my paintings on my social media because I don't have that many. <laughs> I only have like two other ones uh, that I like. Would you say painted. that may be something that's just kind of for you? It's something that you aren't obligated to do and it's not like... It's just another creative outlet for you. Is that right? Yeah. It's just it's uh, another um, relief, uh, a way that I can uh, put my creativity out there in a, a different way. Uh, 
um, a way for me to relax. <laughs> well, you should be proud of it because, you know, the other night for family night, we all painted, me and my wife and the boys. And guess what I painted? Um, I don't know. I painted Scooby-Doo. Oh, <laughs> I don't really paint either, but I painted Scooby-Doo. So, like, you painted Johnny Cash, and I painted Scooby-Doo. So, I I think I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Painting is, is... There's something special about it, for sure. Like, especially if you're... If you're a creative and you do other stuff, you know, just to sit down and paint something, is it's, it's quite a unique experience. It is, yeah. I want to change gears here. I'm talking to Ruby Lee, and I want to talk about the live show aspect of what you do. I want to know how you get crowd participation. Okay, so this is, this is like really quite a uh, simple question for me. So I always try to dance um and entertain people like whether it be like kind of dancing around which i'm not a great dancer so people find that funny um but um you know like i'll try to like move around and like i'll get people to clap along and sing along with me but i find that whatever size crowd it is um doesn't matter whenever people are listening it's probably the easiest crowd for me to get to participate with, you know, you, you got to have to make that part of your show, you know, to make it really flow to get people, you know, we got to, you got to really make them a part of your show. Um, so like, I don't want to be on stage and people think like, I'm like, I'm just playing for you. Like I'm up there and I just have no feeling background or, music. Um, yeah. Like I, like I don't care about the crowd. Like I'm just up there just playing for people. So I, I always like to ask for requests and get people involved. I ask people how they are and, you know, just, just to get people uh, a part of the show because, you know, you, you talk to one person and then that whole section thinks that you're talking to them. Uh, and then that whole section is now a part of it. Um, you know, but I like to, I like to talk to everybody. Um, I like to, to play what they want to hear instead of just songs that I like because uh-huh. actually a lot of the songs, a lot of the songs I like are very sad songs. So uh, I try to take as many requests as I can. I'm so glad you said that because I've actually talked to a lot of people about that too. In order to get crowd participation, the best way to do that is to play what they want to hear. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, and even people that are listening, you know, once you once you have people that are truly engaged and listening, you can play anything. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I mean, you can play anything you want to play. It can be like the saddest song ever, and people would still um, enjoy it because now they they understand it and they're truly listening to it to understand the song. Um, I really like the songs that make you feel something. You know, what whatever kind of emotion that be happy, sad. You know, um, like I said, I like I really like a lot of the sad songs because I feel like they have a, a better story than some of the happy songs do. You know, they're more personal to people. But, you know, it doesn't matter to me, honestly, uh, because I like all the songs I play. So whatever the requests are, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I like that song too. So I'll play it. So it's, it's kind of like that. I feel like I can connect easier with the audience 
whenever I play songs that they want to hear and request and things like that. Well said, well said. Now, being an acoustic artist, I've seen videos of people in your crowds dancing. Now, how do you pull that off? How do you get these people dancing to acoustic music? There's been a lot of people that are like, well, you got to have drums and you got to have bass and things for people to dance. You know, but just like I said, um, you make them feel something. When, when people feel something, you bring back a lot of memories with songs. Um, but I feel like the music is um, how I get people to dance. It's not... Um, I feel like it's not really something I'm doing. I feel like it's just, it's just the, the message of the song. And uh, I feel like I'm a messenger, honestly, when I sing my music. So I feel like it would probably, um, you know, be, be music that uh, gets the people up in the, the message behind the song. Well, and the, the music has to, the message has to be delivered well also. So you getting that reaction is a good sign. I'm just so impressed because I played acoustic gigs for over 10 years and there was not a whole lot of dancing, let me tell you. So I was kind of indulging there, like, <laughs> like I need to know how she pulls this up. <laughs> you know, I feel like the, the music is just so much bigger than I am. So uh, that's what I, how I like to think about it. That's really cool. Tell me about your best gig it could be more than one, but tell me about your best gig. Honestly, I feel like every show is my best gig just because I'm I'm there to be able to play with people. So there was a point where I thought I would never have a show where I'd be able to play by myself. And now being able to even play a show is just wonderful. I do have uh, two adopted grandparents, though. I mean, I've adopted them, uh, which is Mary Jo and Glenn Suman. They're awesome. We love them. They're actually from Illinois, and uh, every time I do an Illinois show, they are almost all the time there. Um, they're wonderful, and uh, they are family, honestly. I'm not going to say they're like them. They are, uh, you know, because there's a lot of people in my family that uh, aren't very supportive of me. Not like my family, like my parents. I mean, my parents and my sister are wonderful, but there's like, you know, the other family kind of distance uh they, they don't really care they they kind of want wanted to see me fail uh honestly uh, describe it. yeah so it's, it's great to have people like mary joe and, and glenn uh to be there uh it's, it's wonderful we love them uh also all the people that follow me uh 5,800 members of my family uh it's what i like to call my fan base uh because they're fans but they're not really fans they're my family so I call them family. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. Hey guys, check out our cool merch at www.momusicianspodcast.myspreadshop.com where you can get shirts, hats, coffee mugs, stickers, hoodies, and much more. Now back to the conversation. We've talked about some positive things. I have a segment on the show called Musical Mishaps. Now, I want to know about when something went horribly wrong at one of your gigs. A blooper, if you will. So this is this is not really me, but this is really funny. So um, my sister is a huge supporter of me as well. She comes to all my shows. And I was playing 
this outdoor venue, and it was called the Iron Turbine, uh, so shout out to them, and I was playing outside, and they had, like, a bunch of lights and stuff, and I had all my equipment set up. I think it was, like, really hot, and so they had all these fans and stuff on, and my sister goes to the outside outlet, and all the fans and stuff are plugged in. She plugs in her cell phone charger, shuts the whole place down. All the lights go down, all the power's oh, out. Oh, no. Yeah, and it was in the middle of my show, too. So I'm singing, my mic turns off, everything's off, my speakers aren't working. I'm like, what is going on? Then my, I look up, my sister's holding her plug. Like, still, like, embarrassed. Everyone's looking. So that was one. Do you have any, like, original recordings? Yeah. Would you like for me to play a song at the end of our conversation? Um, yeah. Cool. Fine. I would probably do, um, In Her Dream. And this is, uh, about a girl who loses her dad. So it's kind of a sad song, but it's a song about looking back through the years and going through, uh, memories that she's had. Awesome. Everybody enjoy Ruby Lee in her dreams.
so Ruby, when I was on your website, I saw that you have lots of sponsorships and endorsements. Tell me about those. So I'll just give you a list of all the people that are endorsed sponsoring me. Um, as of right now, um, there is D'Angelico Guitars, Barton Guitars, Gilly's Nightclub uh, from Mickey Gilly, uh, Franklin Strap, Graph Tech Guitar Lab, Groom Guitars, Brody Tuners, Optima Strings, Electro Harmonics, uh, Pedals, um, Singular Sound, uh, CNZ Audio, QSC Speakers and Sounds, Fishman Amp, Dub Capos, Lewitt Microphones, there's Four Real Promotions, um, Artist Relations, Big Dog Music Promotions, JP's Hideout Pub and Grill, uh, in Cottleville, Missouri, Yellow Dog Cafe in Warden, Illinois, Old Time Pub in Highland, Illinois, The Warehouse Bar and Grill in, in Jonesburg, Missouri, um, and then there's The Hog Pit in Grafton, Illinois, Barbecue Barn, uh, P. Warren Travel Agency, and Joyce Kelly Music, um, and that's all of my uh, sponsors and all my endorsements and I would love to give a big thank you to them for helping me out along the way because they're wonderful so if you get a chance go and check them out awesome you are an incredibly fortunate lady to have that much support around you congrats thank you don't let your fears be bigger than your dreams I love it that is a quote from your website is that right anxiety really bad. I was in a tornado uh, when I was nearly four years old. It was a Good Friday tornado in, uh, that went through uh, St. Louis. And I was in the building as it was being uh, torn down. Uh, so it was uh, a really, um, I guess, a, a hard moment for me in my life. And that was when I was going to school. I was in uh, preschool. And uh, I would cry all day long uh, because I I had to be near my parents at like all times. And it was it was so bad to the point that I was leaving the school. I was running out and trying to find my parents. So my parents would drop me off and they would wait in the parking lot the entire day just so I could look out the window and see that they were there. And they would come in during lunchtime and they would have to sit next to me. You know, but it was, it was to the point where the, the school couldn't really handle it anymore. So after um, the tornado, my parents bought a uh, insurance company for about five and a half years, uh, which put us to the point where we were living off of ramen noodles. Um, so to the point where we almost lost our house. And then I started singing, and, you know, I got over the anxiety. I used to be so nervous that... Uh, I would rub holes through my shirt whenever I was singing on stage. But ever since I got my guitar, it, it kind of took the place of me doing that. When I first started singing, uh, you know, I was, you know, the drive to sing was so strong that I, I overcame my anxiety. Um, so now I'm, I don't have that separation anxiety anymore. And I can get on stage and not be nervous when I talk to people. 
So um, I think singing was definitely a, uh, a godsend, for sure. And I think it's just a huge blessing that I have for me to be able to do what I do. I really appreciate you sharing that. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, Ruby, you're a well-spoken, wonderful young lady, 15 years old. RubyLeeOfficial.com. And check her out on Facebook and YouTube. And I really hope we get to talk again soon. And I appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Hopefully uh, you all will come and see me at my shows. Uh, I had a great time on here. So thank you for the great question. Uh, and hopefully we'll speak again. Thank you, Ruby. Take care. Thank you. You too.